Phil, that was uh, Isha Das. Uh, really terrific. Uh, you know, trained in Eastern and Western, uh, which reminds me of your book, uh, <laughs> American Beta. No, it's true. This, uh, the, we talk about it, and we talk about it with folks that are very familiar with uh, how Eastern thought, Eastern philosophy influenced the, the West. Uh, but I think a lot of people don't, don't think about it. No, all it's practicing all these meditations and yoga and all. And, and again, I, I'm not, not here to promote your book, but. Yes, uh, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Uh, American Veda really uh, goes into great detail. It's fascinating uh, listen, uh, to, 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 to read that book and to learn about that, and not to mention Phil's next book, his latest book, which is the biography of Yogananda, uh, which also uh, has a lot to do with uh, our discussion with Isha Das today. And, and really, Yogananda. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but he was uh, one of, he, he probably, uh, well, it was the, uh, uh, who was it that at, in 1890 that came to the States? But Yogananda was the first to really establish, I think, an organization that was very significant and draw large crowds in the United States. Well, kind, right? kind of, but no, uh, Vivekananda, who you refer to, also created an organization, and that was the first, the Vedanta Society. Okay. And that, that was existing at the time Yogananda came in the 20s. Yogananda was the first to stay here himself and make America his home and his base of operations. And uh, therefore, for you know, 32 years uh, after coming here, he, he really built a strong foundation that endures today. So did Vivekananda in the short period of time he was here. So there were... And, and there's a strong relationship between the two that I explore in my biography of him. It's fascinating. But um, anyway, thanks for the shout out. And you're right, Ishidas is a great example of, of that integration of East and West. And if I were writing a sequel to American Veda now, I would include him as, as an unusual example because of the... Uh, the connection between uh, Yogananda's lineage and uh, explicitly St. Francis. Yogananda made it, uh, a lot of people aware of a different way of understanding Christ and um, what who Christ was and what that the spirit of Christ is. And he, you know, integrated Christ into uh, the uh, spiritual teachings, uh, the yogic teachings, in a way no one else had, and that that continues to influence people today. And he did have a strong connection to Saint Francis. Ishidas uh, alluded to it, but uh, as I mentioned in my biography, um, Yogananda did feel a very strong kinship to to Saint Francis, and when he was in Italy in 1935, he went to Assisi and um, had some very profound experience of um, the presence of St. Francis. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever been there, Phil, to Assisi? No, and I'd really like to go. Uh, yeah, I, I was there a number of years ago, and uh, I, I'm going to guess it hasn't changed too much. And first of all, it's a beautiful setting. Yeah. It's in Korea in eastern Italy, northeastern Italy. And, uh, it, it, uh, but, and there's the cathedral, if you go there, there's the town and everything there in the, in the chapel and all. But to really experience St. Francis' his vibe, you go up the, the hill to where St. Francis and St. Clair were, or at least where St. Francis was, and it's a little monastery. And there's even a big sign that says Silence 
in the forest. They don't want people even talking there. And if you sit and, and close your eyes, you'll, it's very profound. It's a very deep but lively silence. Yeah. Also, they just follow up. You were saying, you know, about uh, Yogananda, popular, you know, coming and setting up an organization, then Maharishi Mahesh Yogi with uh, setting up, a, making meditation a household word. And now mindfulness seems to be the big buzz. So uh, all of this influence coming, uh, where, again, we've said this before, well, in 1970, when I mentioned to anyone I started meditation, they thought I was from, uh, you know, uh, another planet. Now uh, you could be in the military, you could be on Wall Street, wherever, and you mentioned that you do meditation and people are to totally uh, down with it, you know, cool with it. Uh, have uh, uh, this? I'm looking at uh, the Institute and, and uh, photos of it up in Rochester, and, and he's right. Rochester really gets buried with snow uh, many <laughs> months a year. But it is a beautiful place. It's, it's not far from, uh, I think, uh, 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 the Adirondacks and, and that area up there from uh, Niagara Falls, from Buffalo, New York. Uh, so, uh, and some people like the extreme cold. It, it, it definitely gives you the feeling of, of isolation. But what, what, is, what is your, have you, uh, Phil, in your uh, 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 travels, and dealing with different spiritual groups and spiritual leaders. Have you ever dealt with any uh, Franciscans? Yes, um, I, I know uh, some Franciscans. I know a Franciscan nun. Uh, I've, and we've, we interviewed Richard Rohr on, right. on, on, the, on our podcast. And right. he's, he's probably the best known Franciscan right. at the moment. So I have. And I, would, I was also, you know, at uh, Isha Das's place that uh, they invited me to speak there um, last fall, fall of 2019, before the winter set in. And, uh, you know, it was very interesting to be there. He's got a very interesting operation going, combining um, Yogananda's teaching, St. Francis's teaching, and Christian mysticism, and uh, psychotherapy, and Hatha Yoga, and all kinds of stuff. It's a lovely place. And one thing people don't know about Rochester, I didn't know, is it's right on on uh, the lake, right across from uh, Toronto. So, you know, it, it there's... Uh, a body of big body of water there, and you know beaches. So it's a, quite a uh, more interesting place I think than it, I is thought. It, is it up in the Finger Lakes near Ithaca and Cornell? Those colleges? No, or? it's it's further north than that, I believe. North, it's, wow. it's yeah, it's right on Lake Ontario. Um, so anyway, um, yes, and I just found as we were talking, uh, I looked in my uh, biography of Yogananda, the life of Yogananda, and um, it's, uh, I write here that um, on his European trip, uh, they stopped in Assisi for a while, and Yogananda was moved by the spirit of St. Francis. This is a quote in a letter he wrote uh, from there. As I was visiting his living tomb and put my head on the shrine step, St. Francis appeared to me. Then I saw a tunnel of eternity in which he disappeared. The entire cellar beneath the church was replete with his vibrations. So they had a strong kinship, and Yogananda had experiences like that. And it's fascinating. It's a you know really interesting. If you if you look at Saint Francis and a lot of the uh, Christian saints, the the, the mystics. Uh, 
they come across as yogis, as great yogis, often bhakti yogis, you know, bhaktis, who, bhaktas, I should say, who, you know, his love for, for Christ was a path in itself. Yeah, they go into, you hear saints going into, uh, Christian saints going to states of ecstasy, having very profound experiences, uh, you know, uh, uh, St. Ther uh, Teresa, uh, St. Bernadette of Lourdes, you hear about all the healings uh, in, 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 and her visions and uh, her experiences. So, yes, I think it's very uh, a part of, 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 uh, of, of Christian tradition as well. And he mentioned in Judaic uh, tradition, uh, Jewish tradition, there's uh, that, that elements of mysticism. Yeah. And you know, I think uh, we, we've, we've spoken to, to many, if not most, of the top people doing research and, and, and addressing those connections and really uh, bringing all faiths together uh you know so i i uh yeah. but it, it's a fascinating to hear a different people's stories and yeah experience. and and, and uh, uh certainly with the uh, franciscans well my experience having grown up catholic they were uh, a happier group of people than, than some of the other orders of priests yeah. Yeah, yeah, who yeah, yeah, not yeah. As, did not seem as happy it was all about <laughs> we're going to get a pie in the sky when we die there wasn't much joy in this world. So, and, and maybe I'm being unfair. I don't think most were like that, but there was some of that. And uh, I was glad to hear uh, uh, he should address that and, yeah. and what thoughts and feelings were on it. And also, one of the things that interests me in, in this, as you know, someone who chronicles the East and West meeting, um, often in, when you hear uh, Christians speak about the, the mystics, um, it, they're depicted as... as um, hey, well, Phil, the sound is breaking up. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the, the mystics are often depicted as sort of beneficiaries of grace. You know, you know we lost you for about 30 seconds there. Oh. Yeah, you're back. We can just continue. Um, the mystics seem to always be um, associate, uh, depicted as uh, the beneficiaries of God's grace. Um, but when you look into it, they actually had methods in many cases. They had techniques that they did. Uh, we call it prayer uh, or contemplation. But they, they are in many cases like the the uh, use of phrases as mantras that Ishidas talked about with St. Francis, um, the, the similarities between yogic methods um, and uh, the things that uh, the Christian mystics might have called prayer are, are striking and, and worth uh, contemplating. Like he mentioned the Jesus prayer. And I remember reading about that in Salinger's Francis, Franny and Zui. I, I do too. Hey, hey, Phil, I wanted to tell you, uh, I, I sent you an article uh, about the, the relationship between the uh, Jesus prayer, or prayer of the heart with breath. Prayer. Yeah, I saw that. And it's, yeah. it sounds like he uh, combined the two, which That's makes fascinating. Perfect. Yeah. So anyway, there may have been a lot of um, independent discoveries of these kind of methods back in the ancient days, but there may also have been much more interaction between East and West than people generally realize. We know that uh, I was just in India and um, 
you know, I was in Cochin in the state of Kerala, where there's an ancient synagogue that was built in the 16th century. Wow. And, and but there's records of travelers uh, coming from the days of Solomon uh, to to India uh, doing trading and Jews settling there. And uh, St. Thomas, the one known as Doubting Thomas, in the years following uh, the death of Jesus, he ended up in India on the uh, and and there's a cathedral dedicated to him. So the the the, uh, the 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 synagogue that you visited, yeah, that was built in the 16th century. Uh, who who were the builders? Where 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 were they from? And uh, there were Jews. There was a community of Jews that that dated many many centuries prior to that. Um, when they were doing trading between uh, the Holy Land of the Middle East and other parts of, of the world, and they came over to you know to the Indian subcontinent, and they um, settled there. And then in time, the, the community grew, and they they built a synagogue. And you know, uh, there's a record of Saint Thomas teaching in India, South India, in in the years following. Christ's death. So, and there was the, the ancient Greeks had uh, connections to India. So there may have been a lot more uh, sort of spiritual uh, trade going on right. than we realize. Right. Well, uh, another uh, outstanding interview, in my opinion. Uh, and and uh, for those listening out there, if you're thinking of, uh, or if you know somebody that's thinking of taking a comparative religion course, forget about it. <laughs> Listen to our, uh, go to go to spiritmatterstalk.com, and we I don't know we must have 250 I have to count yeah. more interviews now yeah it's great stuff from all different traditions anything on contemporary spirituality all the great traditions of the world are uh, uh, are represented to whatever extent and uh, we're absolutely delighted to hear from you with any suggestions that you might have about who we could interview and uh, <clears throat> also any suggestions as to how we can stay on the air. Yes, Sponsor, sponsorship uh, would help. Sponsorship, yes. We, we need, because we have to, uh, it's, uh, we're running on ether, and uh, yeah, it's <laughs> not quite enough. But anyway, but it sure is a lot of fun. and It's, yeah. it's it, a I labor of love that uh, has to be sustained. Right. Somebody asked me if I listen to our interviews, and the answer is yes. I always I do. do. I, I have it, my, my plugs in my ear. I'm walking or whatever. I yeah. It's... One of my favorite things to listen to, not to be self-indulgent, but I, I, really, <laughs> I really do enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, till next right, time. Dennis. Next time. Bye. Talk.com. Over and out.